What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Scalp Solutions Podcast. My name is David Santiago, and I am your host. And today I got with me Wade Menendez. What's going on, Wade? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for taking out some time to chop it up with me, my brother. I greatly appreciate you. Hey, my pleasure. My pleasure, bro. For sure. For sure. Excellent. So you know what? Let's get right to it, Wade. I want to tell I want you to tell everyone where you're from and about your profession. What is it that you do? All right, cool. Uh well I'm from Annapolis, Maryland, man. Right it's right between Baltimore and DC. Uh the capital of Maryland, born and raised. Uh, but I um I'm a I'm a uh, hair replacement specialist, master barber and author. So I've been uh doing hair replacement for the last five years. Um um been a master barber for over 15 years and um yeah that's that's exactly what i do outstanding and um what what compelled you to become a barber honestly man i think it uh something i was always passionate about i mean you know i can remember as a kid going to the barber shop and if my haircut wasn't right i was upset you know what i mean and i started cutting my hair um, when i was 12 um and um it kind of runs in the family as well i believe you know like my my dad, he could cut. My grandfather, my great grandfather, he had his own barbershop in Florida. My uncle, uh, he had a barbershop at his house. So you know, I think it's just something that just kind of just fell in, you know, just fell on me generations. Um, and um, you know, I worked retail. I did a lot of different jobs uh, beforehand, and but. You know, what I mean, pa- uh, barbering was the only thing I was passionate about. You know, I I, I was a paper boy. I did um, painting and maintenance with my dad as well. He had his own uh, painting and maintenance company. Um, man, I I did. Uh, uh, I worked at a pharmaceutical company. I did a bunch of different types of jobs. But you know, what I mean, I actually uh, I, I went to school. I went to college for about two years, um, and just was like, man, this is not for me. I, I you know, I got a, a certificate in business administration. But um, after I finished that, I was just like, man, <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know about this. This ain't it. You know? <laughs> yeah. So uh, even though I knew how to cut a little bit, I still didn't, you know, I needed to go get my license. So I ended up going to barber school um, at the age of, I think I was like 19 or something like that, 1920. And um, yeah, man, I ended up going going and getting my license and um you know, just furthering my education. And that was the best thing I've ever done, man. So from there, um, I started cutting a little more. She was coming to the barber school. Um, and it just kind of went from there, man. I never thought about being a celebrity barber ever because I'd never really seen it like that. You know what I'm saying? So it was just more so I, I got into barber because I was passionate about it. But once I actually took that leap of faith and just went out there and just jumped on it, uh, that's when it was like, oh, wow, it's a whole thing. Like, you can make money with this and, like, you can get a little, you know what I'm saying, like a little little cloud out here. Okay, okay, it's crazy. <laughs> so, um, so I just, I, I, you know, that was the journey, you know. So from cutting Lil Mo, then I started doing, like, celebrities, other celebrities traveling with her, um, doing award shows and working for different networks and stuff like that. Um, and then it just built. And then and then, and then five years ago, then I kind of got into the hair, the hair replacement stuff. So, um Cause you got, you got to max out, you kind of cap out how much you can make in a day. A lot of times with just cutting regular hair. So I was, I'm not, I'm the, I'm the type, you know, um, I always want to just think outside the box and just build and go further and, and, and go higher, you know? So, um, I, you know, I ended up getting into the hair replacement stuff and changed my life. So now let me ask you, what, what, what were you envisioning when you started offering hair units as a service? Like, you know, did you think like 
would you compare that to like what you've built within the last five years? Like what were you, what was going through your mind when, you know, five years ago when well, you said, you know what, let me, let I, me implement this. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. When I first started, man, honestly, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a thing of, I, it was so, so much, so many unknowns. Uh, when I first got into it, it was just more so something fun to do. Um, I was actually thinking about doing, um, uh, females hair, like weaves and stuff. And the young lady I was saying at the time, she was like, oh, nah, you're not doing no women's hair. That ain't happening or whatever. So I was <laughs> like, all right, man. I kind of just you. like, it was just a thought because what happened was my boy, him and his wife, they got a, they got a shop in, in Chicago. So um, he was a barber and she's the hairstylist. She taught him how to do weaves. And he hit me, was like, bro, I'm making so much money off of this. You know what I mean? And I was like, man, I want that too. Cause you know, I'm, I'm tired of the whole 25, 30, 35, you know, the haircuts, you know what I mean? So if I can get $400 on one head, I'm like, man, that's, 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 that's the move. But, um, so there was a young lady in my shop. Her name was Brittany, man. And she, uh, she pulls out hair out of the bag. Of course, I've seen toupees and stuff like that before, but I wasn't really, you know, they never looked natural. So it wasn't really a thing. Like, I'm like, okay, well, uh, but she put all this loose hair and added to the, added to some dreads. Um, she, she, you know, she's a hairstylist and she does lock uh, maintenance and stuff. So she's making people's dreads. And I'm like, man, I didn't even know they sold that hair. So it was like a light bulb went off in my head. Like, okay, maybe we could do this for guys and it's stick. You know, how do we, how are we going to make this stick or whatever? So kind of put our heads together. I did, ended up doing a sew-in on a guy, uh, one of my clients. He, you know, this area, he has a, his crown is, uh, you know, receding. And, um, but he still had a lot of hair around the perimeter you know what i'm saying so we was able to kind of braid and sew it in and things went from there so it was more so like something fun to do but i didn't know where it was going to take me it was just more so like i know this is a need um and anytime you fulfill a need i think you would be great but at the time i didn't really understand the, the law of all of that then you know what i mean so just seeing where it has been um taken now man like uh, when I first started, it was something that was very taboo. People, you know, was like, oh, no, that's gay. I ain't getting that. That's crazy. This yeah. is, what is this? Witchcraft and this and that. And now just seeing how those same people are like kind of like, oh, all right, let me give it a try. Or just seeing how it's grown is something something that, you know, is more of a accepted thing now. And I think I believe anything you put in front of people, uh, you know, a lot and they see it more, it becomes natural. It becomes normal. You know what I mean? So it kind of gets normalized. And the more barbers that because, uh, you know, when, when I first started, there was only maybe some hairstylists and maybe um, that was well, really one one barber. And they the, the even the barbers, they also hairstylists that was doing it or whatever. Um, so I think, you know, once I started doing it, I kind of popularized it and made it more um, popular. And because because of, of the exposure that I got um, with it or whatever. But, um, you know, it just kind of just grew from there, man. And, and um, just I'm amazed to see how. <laughs> How like now it's so normal. You go to any shop, there's somebody that that even if they don't really know what they're doing, they know about it and they try to they try to do it. You know yeah, what I'm absolutely. So, um, you know, you yeah. you've definitely you are definitely have been in the uh, forefront with uh, normal making this a thing because uh, you know yeah. I remember about four or five years ago I was actually stationed in Maryland and I had heard yeah. about you because uh, I was uh, I was I was in active duty in the Marines and I was over there with Walter Reed in Bethesda wow. and yeah. I was taking I was cutting the Marines hair before they received their Purple Hearts and wow. what. Some, one of the uh, one of the Navy personnel was like, hey, man, you know, some of these because, you know, some of these guys were uh, suffering uh, 
they had a uh, fire uh, burns and stuff on their scalp and they were like listen there's this barber down here and he does um he does wigs that's because that you know no one knew the verbiage you know no one knew the verbiage like oh it's cranial prosthesis or hair unit or, or, or a hair system so i'm like wigs and i'm like listen man i'm dealing with marines and these guys ain't gonna let me put no wig on them but it still right. stood with me because I'm like, wait a minute, like, what are he talking about, like, wigs? And I remember I wanted to go down there, but I was like, they weren't going to give me no time because I was like, this guy's got to be training people on it. And then I was like, no way. This, this is like magic what this guy's doing. So even yeah. back then, you know, you were in the forefront to making this a, a thing of what it is now. And right. that being said, what, what was one of the most difficult hurdles that you experienced that you had to overcome in establishing yourself as a, as a successful and a respected barber where it came to these hair units? Well, I think with, uh, with, with this, man, I think it's more so just being consistent and not giving up because there were times, man, honestly, the, there was a couple, uh, a couple of people that I done that I did, um, and then midway through, that thing wasn't looking like it was going to come together. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, a couple of times, I was just like, man, I'm about to get the money back because this thing going to work out. But I think it's just more so just uh, fighting through, man. I mean, I, I there was a lot of just different hurdles um, with ridicule and people, you know, naysayers and stuff like yeah, that. The I mean, I, I suffered people that were doing it a little bit before me, uh, but they got mad. At, at, you know, uh, there was one one guy in particular um so when when i first did my first unit what it did was the algorithm on instagram people that like that same thing or people that that do what i do kind of started populating in my explore page so i found found this one guy um he was doing it really well or whatever i asked him to teach me and he curbed me was like no i'm not teaching you or whatever (laughs) um and so i was like okay so i asked him again (laughs) you know what i mean and he said it again and i'm like all right cool so you know i ain't gonna i ain't gonna trip i just had to keep at the in the lab and try to figure it out on my own you know what i mean but um you know after a while once he started seeing me do well then you know there's comments you know he's he's uh you know throwing different things out saying i learned from youtube and i'm a fraud and this and that and you know just real hating type oh, stuff or whatever and i think that uh you know i guess he got upset because of the exposure that i that i received and i guess he felt like he didn't get that same thing um but you know what I mean? At the end of the day, man, that's why I do the classes and I do the t- teaching because I want to like never corner it where it's though, oh, I'm the only one doing it. You know what I mean? And just the same way I learn, you can learn, anybody can learn. Um, and, it, you know, and there's a lane for everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's not nobody gonna step on nobody's toes. What's for you is for you. And at the end of the day, um, I live by that. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, that's why I really started doing classes. But I think, yeah, those are certain hurdles, man. Just being consistent um, and and just not also just not doing it for the money, man, because a lot of people do do this for the for the um, for the, the money that comes uh, with it. But honestly, man, these are really lives that are changing and lives that we, we are touching, man. Each day, people, you know, that have cancer or lupus or. Uh, alopecia, different things, and it's really weighing on their on their countenance. They're wearing on their self esteem, um, and just seeing the smiles and just the, the the reports after they get it done and how they feel better, and um, how even people receive them better as well. Um, there's actors I do that you know they they get different roles now that they have hair and different stuff like that or whatever. So it's just it's 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 dope to see that man, just the the lives that are being touched, man. Honestly, so that thing. Um, that motivates me to even keep going further for real, for real. 
Excellent. Yeah, man. And I, and I got to touch back on when you said to not do this for money, because I'll be very transparent. I'm very transparent with anyone. I always tell them, you know, as a barber, I gravitate into the non-surgical, you know, the hair loss world because of that. The money was enticing. Mm-hmm. And when I was just doing it for the money, I was it was very slow. Business was slow. And then I had that one client that had alopecia and I put a hair system on them and their reaction, you know, they like hugged me and he was crying. And I was kind of like, oh, shit, like, wait a minute. Like I just changed this dude's life. Like, and once I started doing it for that feeling, just knowing that I was providing a good service and then helping someone like everything changed. So I I have to absolutely agree with like, this is not something that you just do for the money. Definitely. There has to be some passion behind it. Sure, man. I mean, that's the key right there, bro. Like just even it's such a rewarding feeling knowing that you're just you're helping people, you know what I mean? Especially if you got a good heart, man. I mean, it's just ain't no better feeling than that. And then uh, the money is going to always come, you know what I mean? But I think when you look at it as a hustle or something that you just do for money, um, like you said, like it's going to be slow for you. You're going to have them here and there. But when when your passion and you doing it for the right reasons kind of leads, um, I feel like you put out that energy in the world and it comes back to you, you know what I'm saying, even greater. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I mean, I tell everybody, even that take the class, man, it's just like, don't like I know that may give you the driving force to get you want to get get into it, but once you get into it, you got to see like okay, it's deeper than money. Like you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, you know, this really has to. You have to have some passion behind it. For Absolutely. Sure. So that being said, and, and I'm pretty sure you've had your experience with this, right? So we often do have clients that come in that have these uh, unrealistic expectations, right? Um, so that being said, what, what has been your most difficult client experience, and and how did you handle that? Um, well, all right. So I'd say, uh, uh, I, I tell you this one, this one instance, I mean, I mean, it, I have a lot of them, um, you know, now I think managing and I tell, I tell people managing expectations is the biggest job is our biggest job, honestly, you know what I'm saying? For, For what sure. we do, because people come with unrealistic, realistic ex- expectations and they, they, you know, even though we do kind of low key work a little miracle, but at the same time, sometimes some of the stuff they want is just not able to happen. You know, it's just not, we're not, we're not able to do it. Um, and then it's all also perspective, uh, uh, their perspective and their perception. So you can think you just killed the cut and you just did your thing, but then they're looking at it like, uh, this is not what I had in mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> So it's honoring all those things out in the consultation and before you start and kind of understand it and getting them to understand, hey, this is what it possibly may look like, you know, or just because you want this cut, it looked like this on one person, your head is different. You know, your whole texture is different, different things like that. So I have to, you know, you just have to, I have to explain those things or whatever uh, before. So there's no problems, you know what I mean? Um, but uh, I had a I had one client um, that came in. This is before I was doing. Um, now I do online consultations where uh, you know we just you send in the pictures and then we go from there instead of you actually having to come in. Now only only time we do in personal consultations is if say for instance my assistant she can't read the pictures that well and she doesn't know what's going on or if you have like total alopecia. Um, and I have to measure for your unit and all that stuff, whatever. But gotcha. uh, so the guy came in. Uh, he was coming in to, to look at the hair and to see, you know, whatever, you know, just so, so we can talk. He brings in his friend 
All right, so his friend, at this time, I'm just doing units at night. So I'm doing haircuts during the day, and then at night, once the shop is closed, that's when I was doing the units for the privacy portion. Um, and so I was already booked up. I had three units set for that late night. I mean, this, at this point, I'm working to like 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, so I was booked up, and I had no way to put it for, for them to go for another couple of weeks. And, you know, they came in, saw the head. It was like, okay, this is cool. Dude texted me was after he after they left, like, please get me in. Even if you can't get me in, just get my friend in. Cause Father's Day is coming up and they, you know, he wanted he really wanted um, you know, uh get his hair done or whatever. Anyway, so they kept blowing me up for three days straight, man. So I just slide in. I slide him in. I stay later, you know, one night or whatever. I, you know, I'm like, all right, cool. I get him in. Dude came in. I already knew from his energy from when they did the consultation. I already knew he was low-key going to be a lot. But anyway, I just, you know, sometimes you just got to do it. <laughs> you got to do it. <laughs> so he came in with his own adhesive. He came with his own products. Oh, I, was like, I was like, oh, God, this is yeah. about to be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a problem. So he said... He said he was. Um, he said he he a hairstylist. He do hair. He a lawyer. Um, he said he's from Dominican Republic. Now my people from Cuba and and from the islands and stuff like that. You know, a lot of them have still been in the states for years for, for really all their life and still have an accent. So this had this man had no accent. I knew he was lying, but I'm like, all right, cool. I said, how long you been in the states? He said, I, I, you know, I've been here. I've been here two years. That's it. I was like, dang, you got no accent. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway, so all right, cool. So. He uh so he also um said he uh I could tell he put a texturizer in his hair. You know what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. said he went to go get a unit from uh you know the uh from one from one person in Atlanta. They didn't do a good job and um they they make his they made his hair fall off fall, fall out more and this stuff like cuz they used too much product and this and that or whatever. So I said uh well I mean I I said man you got you have a um you, you have a texturizer in your head. No, this is my natural texture. Now, you know, we do this. Yeah, I, I, do, on, I know when somebody has a texturizer in their hair, you know what I mean? Exactly. Because it's, yeah, it's a certain look. It's a certain feel and everything. But I'm like, okay, I said, this, this man is a big liar. Anyway, so, you know, I do the unit. I gave him what he wanted. He, um, you know, he loved it. Look in the mirror. And the next morning, and so I tell them, I always give people an instruction. So I give them, once they leave, they give instructions on what to do, how to maintenance it, and how to take care of it. He told me that he didn't need no instructions. This is not his first rodeo. He knows what to do. All right? So I said, say no more. Cool. The <laughs> next morning, he, he sends me a video. The whole side is flipped up. Now, he told me not to use, he, I used his adhesive, and he said, do not use a lot because... I, the last time it it was too much and it broke, broke my hair off. So I said, okay, cool. I won't use a lot. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, Andy didn't wrap his hair up. So that was a whole nother thing. So he sends me the, 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 the uh, 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 video of the side flipped up. So, all right, cool. I said, it's an easy fix. We just need to ask some more adhesive. You didn't want a lot. I just did, you know, the bare minimum as per your request. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm a musician at my church too. So the next morning is a Sunday morning. So um, you know what I mean? I had to go to church and play, you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm risking about the D. I'm saying, come in real quick, you know, and I'll do you, I'll fix it real quick. There's no problem. Like, so uh he was like, No, I have church for myself, and then I have brunch with the mayor and this and that. Oh, and this I, guy's know, exclusive man. all of a sudden. Yo, 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 listen, but it's all these excuses. I said that to say pretty much uh and then he's then he uh so I said, Okay, well listen, if you don't come now, I have a flight later on, I have to go out of town. I won't be able to get you until Thursday. I said, well, can, can you come Thursday? Well, I mean, I'm a lawyer and I, I'm working all day and all night on Thursday. I'm saying, cool. I see what this, this guy's doing. Anyway, pretty much what he tried to, he wanted to get, he wanted to get 
uh, pretty much get a free unit, get his money he back, and, back and throw in the fact in my, in, his, in my face that he's a lawyer. So pretty much he asked for a refund. I said, you know, and so this is the thing, though. I did not have the guy sign consent the papers form. that I do. That I, I usually have people sign papers. It's like a non, uh, non-refundable uh, deposit. We, it's a whole service agreement and everything. Oh, man. That, so he got you. It was late because it was late. I, I didn't. I just... I was trying to get him in and out or whatever, and I, I didn't do it. Anyway, so pretty much that was a lesson learned. But um, I talked to my lawyer, and she was like, listen, just give him his money back and tell him never to come again. So I ended up, <laughs> I ended up giving him half. I just gave half the money back. I was like, he's not getting all of that back. I'm not doing it. Uh, so I gave him half, and I told him never to come back. And he had, still had the nerve to ask me what type of hair it was because he loved the hair. I was like, man, get off my phone, <laughs> Oh man, we got the scammers everywhere. Yeah, bro, you got con artists everywhere, man, and people that just try to get over, man. Like that, it was nothing wrong, but he 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 already came with the intent of getting over. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, they 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 have an agenda. As soon as they pick up that phone or they come in through the door, absolutely. Yep. So so have you ever experienced hair loss? Uh, I have not actually. I have not. So so um, check this out. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx you. Um, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx you, but I want to ask the question. If you ever did experience a significant amount of hair loss where you felt like you needed a service, what, what route do you think you would go? Well, I guess it would depends on how, how bad it is. Um, uh, depending. Yeah, I would do, I would give myself a unit if I needed it. That's the first thing I'm actually debating on giving myself a frontal because I feel like my hairline is um my head i've always had a big forehead but i want to bring it down a little <laughs> now bit now that you know some magic and you could do some yeah, adjustments right yeah, <laughs> yeah so the only thing about it is is just because um i because i stay so busy doing everybody else's hair i don't really trust anybody to do mine mm. and like keep up with it like i know in the morning i ain't gonna feel like doing little stuff to keep you know what i'm saying that to make it, you know, so I, that's the only thing that is just kind of like, uh, I don't feel like it right now. Yeah. But, um, and I don't really think it's that bad where I, it's really that serious right now. So, but if I did, people ask me all the time, I would definitely give myself a unit. Um, and I would probably give myself, I know I don't look good with the low haircut thing. So I know I wouldn't do the scalp pigmentation, but I would probably, um, uh, depending there's one doctor, um, I know, uh, the, the actual surgery where they take the, the grafts and the hair transplant. And, yeah, the transplant. Um, there's only I, I only know of one or two doctors that are, that are really good. But in order for you to really see a significant difference and it really be full, you don't have to drop like thirty thousand dollars easily. So, yeah, like so that's that's the thing. It just depends on how bad it is. Yeah, and and you know that was going to lead up to my next question. I was going to ask you: Are you familiar with any other um, hair loss services? So you mentioned scalp micropigmentation and the, and the hair transplant. I mean, what yeah. are, what what are your feelings? We'll start with the scalp micropigmentation. What are you what are your feelings towards it? Um, I don't have a problem with it, honestly, man. I think uh, honestly, I am a lot of people's last resort. So a lot of people have went and got the scalp pigmentation um, that before they come to me, they've had it for years. Um, but sometimes it fades off or they, they just get tired of the, uh, they, they probably went to the wrong person to get it done. That's the first thing. Um, but they get tired of the low look. They want more hair now that they know it's, it's an option. Um, so I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I think, you know, if, 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 if you go to the right person, um, yeah, I've seen it 
be, really look nice, really look nice. Um, I'm sure you've so, seen some uh, some craziness too, right? You you've had yeah, yeah you've done some guys come in there with the blockhead. Sure. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. I've definitely seen that. Um, so, and what uh, about the hair transplants? The transplant man, I've seen a lot of people um, with. I mean, I do a lot of people with, the, and they have the scar in the back of their head, and um, I'm a last resort as well. Um, a lot of them said that they it worked for a little bit, but then you know it fell out, or you know over the time. Um, but then I've also it, a lot of people they said it doesn't work, you know. Um, but I, I also think that too with curly hair or Afro-American hair, uh, after talking to one of the doctors, you know, it is a little harder for that, the hair follicles to stay in and different stuff like that. It really does not work that well with Afro-American hair or textured hair. But there are cases where, like I said, you know, if you have the money to, to get as many grass as you need and, um, you know, to make that happen, then it works, you know. So you're gonna have to spend like at least thirty thousand yeah. um, in order to in yeah, order to really see a difference. Yeah, it's expensive. You know, I, I've actually interviewed some uh, some hair transplant surgeons, and I've brought that up to them because I tell them, you know, we we're ignorant to your craft, but is this true? And a lot of it is kind of like with what we do. A lot of it also relies on the client's maintenance. And you know, some of these guys they don't want to keep up. You don't want that keep up. There's certain pills and topical um, solutions that they need to add and they don't keep up with that so they end up losing uh you know that density um right and that being said you know i know you said that you're uh you're usually like the last resort but it's crazy because it's starting to become a, a first resort to, to an extent and at least i'll yeah. speak from my behalf because yeah. that's what you know i mean i took your class about two years ago but what made me really start going hard and actually like offering that as a service was that I do scalp micropigmentation and mm -hmm. I started getting a lot of clients coming back with these botched uh, heads and I don't do the laser and I don't offer it, but they were like, no, like I don't want to do anything. Like now I want hair. Like I need an option. Give me a solution. Yeah. So I was kind of like, shit, I got to help them. So that's when I started going hard with the hair unit. So now it's kind of like, oh, this is great. So like it's starting to become I know, you know, you, you, you may think, but a lot of people now, like, this is what they're looking for because they're scared to do the surgery. And some of them just, you know, they, there's so many guys out there that don't have the right training and are doing the scalp micropigmentation and they're just destroying these dudes' scalp. So guys are just like, you know what? I'll do me a hair system and I could, if I don't like it, it comes right off. I could change the texture, this, that, the third, and I'll be good to go. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it is. It is a lot of people's first resort right now, for sure now. But I'm just saying, like, because... When I first started, the people were like, "I've already done, I've already done the scalp pigmentations. I already had the surgery and everything. And if this don't work for me, I'm cutting it. I'm cutting it ball. They, I, 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 <laughs> they went down the list. They was like, yeah. "I got everything I could possibly do." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. check this out. If you have a if you have a client that comes to you and, and and they're not a candidate for for a hair unit, um, you know, what's the next option that you typically offer or you recommend to them? Well, it depends on how bad the the situation is. Uh, most people that come to me and they're not, and they're not a candidate, well, we usually don't even let them get to the shop. We usually tell them through um, through email. But um, I usually just say, listen, you know, certain things you can take some products uh, to help your hair try to naturally grow back. 
Um, also, there uh, you can use the fibers and just filling because a lot of people, you got some people that just want their corners uh, filled in. They just losing it a little bit in their corners, and I'm right. like, okay, well, let's, there's different things cam- to camouflage that until it gets bad enough uh, where you need you need that. But you try to you know try to use some products uh, to actually make it grow back. You know what I mean? That's uh, that's definitely the first thing, you know, instead of shaving it bald, I don't, I don't tell anybody to shave their hair off. Right. Right. You don't take You don't, you don't have them make the ultimate sacrifice just yet. You give them some options. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So check this out. I, I know that you're a married man and we get that. And, and Mrs. Menendez, please no disrespect, but I just want to ask the question. Would Wade, would Wade ever date a woman who wore a, a hair system or as we know it, a lace front? Oh uh, yeah, man. Most pretty much ninety nine percent of all my girls <laughs> they, <got laughs> they had weaves and stuff, man. For sure, right. yep. no problem, right? Gotcha. I, I I know it's a it's a it, it, now it's crazy how like the double standard, but I also get that too. I, but I don't really I I've never been a, a advocate for double standards, but uh the the ladies that wear them. They don't want to date guys with with the uh, with the unit. You yeah, know what I mean. That's what drives um, me crazy. It's like what, like. But I think I'm from what I'm hearing is because guys used to drag them so like because they. Oh, this is a date girl with it that wears fake hair. So you gotcha. know, guys would drag them and and joke on them. So now they're like, oh, you now you now you gonna get one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so they just like. Oh nah, nah. We're gonna put you through what we, which I put us through. Is a is a form of retaliation. All right, ladies, yeah, we hear yeah. you. We hear you. There's also a thing too where uh, there's some in some someone's head. Any any guy that cares about his look that much to get a unit, you know, they is just I guess in a sense they feel like you're, you're less than a man or whatever, not as manly as you should be. I guess in a sense, but that's that's cer- that's certain ones, man. I don't really get that, but. Yeah, and that's crazy on. stigmas Everybody that yeah, all, sure. the, all those stigmas are changing because we're we're turning we're revolving into a world where men are now hip to the the self care and, and we're yep. embracing that. We ain't worrying about being called a metrosexual or all yeah. these other BS names yep. they got for us. We just worrying about looking and feeling good. Exactly. Exactly. So, so wait, you you've already made such a significant impact in the uh, in the hair loss in the barbering industry, right? What does the future hold for Wade Menendez, man? Are there any new projects, uh, anything we should be looking out for, listening up for? Um, honestly, man, right now, especially with this, this COVID-19 stuff and the quarantine stuff, um, uh, I've kind of, I'm kind of reevaluating a few things, but um, I am working on, on my own hair products. So they, they're supposed to been out, actually, but we had a little delay with everything that's happening. Um, so working on that still and also, um, you know, we've got a few little things um, lined up as far as like barber schools and different things like that. But, um, yeah, you know, it's a few things. Just stay tuned. You know, we got a few things. He's got them in the pocket. People. He ain't yeah. talking just yeah. yet. You, you'll find <laughs> out, you'll know. <laughs> yeah, facts, facts, facts. All right. Wait. So before we wrap it up, um, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Instagram, Facebook, website. Yeah. So all, all social media outlets is Wade, the barber, Wade, the barber.com. IG Wade at Wade, the barber. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, you just type my name in, it's something will pop up. Kept it single. He kept it simple. It ain't a a different (laughs) name for every different platform. Uh, He's a businessman. He knows what he's doing. 
man. Excellent. Wait. I want to thank you for uh, taking out the time on your busy schedule to chop it up with me for a little bit. I do greatly appreciate you, my brother. Hey, bro, I appreciate you, man. For sure, for sure, man. Keep doing your thing, man. Proud of you, for sure. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. All All right, right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap up today's show. Until the next time, peace.